Hey guys, welcome back, welcome back. I'm your girl R.S. Lewis, a.k.a. Insomniac Writer. And, whew, I have a doozy of an episode today. I'm going to try to squeeze this all in 30, but if not, I guess we'll be having a part two. You guys were going to get a dating horror story. And when I say horror story, I mean horror story. But I wanted to really talk about something else while it was fresh on my brain. And it was about these, you know, these victims that have been coming forward, these sex assault victims and especially how the fact that there's a lot of women that are um, being charged and singled out as uh, predators, as well as men coming forward as victims. So I really want to talk about that today. And I want to talk about the response to that. So if you're new here, make sure your heart safe, favorite, do whatever you got to do to be reminded of this podcast so you can be reminded when new episodes appear and be sure to share, tell your friends, get some conversation go. You know, keep it popping. For everyone else, welcome to the Single Chronicles. Okay, so obviously, um, Christian Keys, he was one of the few people that um pegged me to do this episode but it wasn't him specifically that I wanted to discuss and before I go on apologies for not getting having a conversation with you guys last week it was a lot going on and I just I couldn't take it I'm sorry I can sorry my phone is vibrating don't know who is that let me put it on silent silent anyway sorry about that I'm I'm sorry I couldn't get to you guys. Thank you for your patience. And those of you that checked up on me on social media, appreciate y'all. Y'all dope. How do I keep doing this? Because it's so many podcasts up here. And I actually, a part of it, the another reason why I took such a long extended break in the first place before I unleashed this new season was because all you see online is fucking podcasts and they're all the same. And I want to actually talk about how this aligns and this, this topic might be a two-piecer. I'm just letting y'all know because I know I ain't going to squeeze all of this shit in 30 minutes. I'm going to try. I'm going to try without blabbling and ranting. So I'm going to just get to the point. I got some stuff written down, but I don't really, I didn't really take all the notes I wanted because again, this week has just been crazy. <sighs> So Christian Keys, he comes out saying, you know, that he was the victim of sexual harassment. And, you know, I don't know if it went further than that. I don't know how far. I didn't watch the whole video. I ain't gonna lie. I've just been reading the responses to that. And some of them are abysmal. Like, this is why people don't come forward. It doesn't matter. Like, for women, they don't like to come forward because it'd be like, oh, well, what were you doing? What were you wearing? And, it's all these excuses to victim shame. Men, on the other hand, have it 10 times worse because not only is, are you, you know what I mean? You're not asking him what he wore, obviously, you know what I mean? You're just asking him questions that demeans his his experience and well, why you wait so long or that nigga gay and this, this, that, and the third nonsense. It's so effing ridiculous. It's so fucked up and it's sad. And this is why victims, men and women, men and women do not come forward because motherfuckers don't give them a chance. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a whole group of people out here that make it harder on Vic, actual victims, motherfuckers that lie like like the chick that wrote Lovely Bones had this man in jail for all this time and he ain't even fucking do it. Like, it's not that she didn't get assaulted. She just pegged the first black man that she saw. She was like, I think it was him. I don't know. Could have been. Let's go with that one. Like, then you got people that 
that say that they're, you know, victims of sexual assault or any kind of abuse and they don't be. And these things discredit the whole entire movement. And don't get me wrong, there are a lot more actual victims out there than there are people that aren't victims that fake it, the fake victims. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people, I, I can't even, I'm not going to name names, obviously, but it's not too many male friends and, and, and even exes that I've had that did not say that they weren't the victim of some type of sexual assault or some type of depravity from an adult in their life at that time. And it bewilders me. But then it makes a lot of fucking sense of how the type of people that would, you know, what type of people they are today, how does it affect them? Because first and foremost, we grow up and I can't speak for everybody and I'm not making this a race thing. We grow, I grew up in a, in a household that was like, keep, not really just keep that in a family, but I have other extended family um, members or other friends and their families keep, you know, we're not going to embarrass the family. We're going to deal with it internally or whatever, whatever. Things like that further make people not want to come forward. So when this shit happens again, or if this shit happens again and later on in life, they're afraid to because they don't know how to A, set that boundary between what's appropriate and what's not. And and then they don't feel safe and guarded enough that if they do say something, ain't nobody going to believe me. Or why would anybody believe me? Or they going to think I'm gay or they going to think this. I'm going to think that. You know what I mean? And it's really fucked up. It's sad that we do not have a safe space for victims to say somebody hurt me. Somebody did something to me. Somebody X, Y and Z like I'm a, I'm an I'm, I'm, I'm an assault survivor i'm a rape survivor i'm an abuse survivor you know what i mean and now when i had got when i was a victim of domestic abuse i came forward and it was only because when it happened and it wasn't the first time this happened unfortunately but when it happened in my life i i got the cops involved and it wasn't because i wanted to it was because i had to because at the time i had a kid to look out for so it wasn't really my well-being that I was concerned about or ever had been to be sadly honest I had to be worried about my child <sighs> that being said um you know what I mean I hate when people get on here especially in the internet why you wait so long to say something sometimes these people don't even say nothing they don't even be wanting to usually they get forced into saying something because it comes out and usually there's someone that's saying, you know what, you need to get in front of this and you need to put it out there first and foremost before the world finds out some other way. And that's like we got all these people out here trending like who was trending? T.D. Jakes, uh, Sean Puffy Combs, Vindy's, so many people. And I think a lot of times people feel that their money and power protects them because it's like. You got money and power. First of all, victims don't want to say nothing when a person doesn't have any money or power. Like, you know what I mean? To do something to them. They might be a physical a fear of a threat going down a line. Okay, they might physically harm me, so I'm not going to say nothing. Or they have the money to shut me up or whatever. Sometimes they, it ain't even about paying them off, you, you know, the money that they make. It might be the fact that they're just like, they got so much money, they could probably make me fucking disappear. So, you know, what? I'm just going to go on over here. And just deal with my trauma the best way I can. But in the case of Christian Key, something tells me that he um, just felt that it was time to either A, get this off his chest and say what he had to say. Because now, you know, there is a Me Too movement for the men. 
or it was going to come out inevitably and he wanted to get in front of it or someone advised him to get in front of it. It could be one or the other. I don't really know. Like I said, I did not watch his full entire confession video and entirely I watched like bits and clips and pieces. And like I said, this video, this, this particular episode isn't really about him. It's about the response to him and what he said and what people, how people react. And there are some people that, that I've seen that are men that are reacting to it in a way they're like, you know what? I can relate the same happened to me. And it makes me think about the fact that, you know what I mean? There's so many men that feel that they can't say anything. And then let's talk about that teacher that was messing with the, the boy on the, she wasn't a teacher. I think she was the chair coach. She was messing around with the with the boy that I don't and like I said I don't know the age gap between them but that's still a minor and you are his you know what I mean you are authority figure in his life doesn't matter if she was twenty one and he was seventeen which is not a big age gap at all the fact that a man he was a minor he was in the school where you were employed and you should know better and the fact that a matter is this happens a lot this wasn't the only story that happened over the last few weeks another teacher did the same not that long ago and then there was another case where it happened a while back but the case was finally they uh they finally sentenced her and all of this because usually you know after the verdict there's like a time frame of what they're going to do it's not always instantaneous it might be weeks days weeks months year it might be whatever cuz sometimes they got to decide okay is this person going to be on Megan's Law type stuff um, is, you know what I mean? Are this, is this person going to actually get jail time, probation? How is this going to work? Are they going to be registered sex offenders? Whatever the case might be. There's a lot of stipulations and things that have to go into place once the verdict, once the charge has been filed and the verdict has been made. And regardless of such, it seems that there are a lot of women or young men coming forward about these women that are doing these women teachers or these women of authority coming forward and saying something. So with that being said, I've seen the responses to that. Man, I wouldn't have said nothing though. No, no, that's not normal. And I, I, I've heard, I've gotten some confessions from some guys that have said, Oh, keep me anonymous. Obviously I always keep all my confessions anonymous unless they request me not to. I keep them anonymously anyway automatically yeah I messed with a, a girl that was like 20 years older than me da, 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 da. like I've had guys actually approach me and say hey what's up with you like you know trying to go there and I'm like you are literally the age of my daughter this is not right no <laughs> like maybe later on down the line like we can have a Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet type of thing when you're in your 30s that'll probably work I'll, I'll, I'll try it then but, or maybe, I don't know, but I don't know, it's just me. But the point is, is that there are a lot of guys out there, like this one dude uh, wasn't even 30, and he was like, I've been messing around with girls your age for, for a minute now. And I'm like, well, what's a minute to you, sir? Because you ain't even 30, you just turned to 30. It's like, I lost my virginity when I was like 17. I hope she was not my age when you lost your virginity at 17, sir. I really do, because that is not normal. That was a law that was broken. That was rape. I'm sorry. I hate to tell you that, but it is. <sighs> That's childhood trauma. And because we we breed and raise our men to not 
talk about their emotions. You can be manly all you want. You can be masculine. You can be that quote unquote alpha male, which is ridiculously dumb title. But regardless, of this, you can be whatever a man, man type of type type of person. Something wrong with that. But you still are allowed to have emotions. You are still allowed to express emotions that not isn't just anger and rage like you can be sad you can be you know what I mean you can feel invalidated and want to vocalize how you feel about that there's nothing wrong with that and it's sad that men have been allowed to not do that and I think now we're starting to see it with this red pill movement and with all this um high value men talk is like now we went from a state a point in in society where you know men were the 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 home breadwinners or whatever and they were in charge of the household and women couldn't have um they couldn't have uh bank accounts you know and we basically second class citizens and then when women feminism started to grow and shift and now we're at the point where a woman can potentially make as much of a, as a man or go as be as powerful as a man or whatever the case might be and now you have men vocalizing their disdain for that more and more women are saying i don't want to get married and this is not to include those who are not straight oriented. This is directed at just hetero and okay, maybe bi and pansexual people. But, the, but for the the regular nuclear family type of setup, it seems like it's not like that's far and few between. It's still out there, but a lot of people are just on this type of time where it's like, um, I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. A lot of women want to focus on their career. A lot of women, you know what I mean? There are things that, you know, women want to do that have made some men feel like, well, what am I supposed to do? Or they might be in a situation. There are some guys I just read on online uh, not too long ago. The dude wanted to divorce. He divorced his chick because she make more than him. She's the breadwinner. But what makes me upset, and I'll get back to the sexual assault stuff and the trauma stuff, but what makes me upset and how I'm a Tidison is that you have a lot of people who want, and I've said this a thousand times, they want this traditional nuclear family type of household. Man, head of household, he's the provider, he's this, he's that. The woman is, is, is the help me, she's in the house, she's the homemaker. And again, nothing wrong with that. We're playing the roles. Like, if we in the house, I'm working, if I'm working 40 to 100 hours a week, I'm not going to have a very clean home. And that's just being honest. If I'm working and doing all these things, but if you home and you there all day, you work less than me, if at all, clean house. And it, I would expect it to be the opposite way if that were the case. Now, if we are in a situation where we're both working because two income households are more likely in this economy, then we have to figure out a chore, a chore chart. I had this in, you know, in my house, we have a chore chart. So I knew that my daughter, she has school and extracurricular activities. I had a full-time job and side hustles. So we had a chore chart and, you know, these were the chores that we were going to do throughout the week to keep the house tidy. Because what happens is once you start just letting shit just pile up and get nasty and you get to the point, I don't even feel like cleaning it. So we got to the point where, all right, we're going to have to organize this around our schedules. Your schedule and my schedule ain't always going to vibe. So we're going to figure out a way to make sure we keep the house tidy best as we can because, you know, I, I ain't playing that shit. So, and this was like before my mother moved in with me and we had, because <laughs> after that happened, it was like, ooh, never mind. But that being said, 
We had this organization. And that's the same way any group of people that live together have to be. It doesn't matter if it's a relationship, uh, a parent and children or child, or just roommates. We have to set some type of ground rules so that the house duties are not negated. And people really forget how important that shit is until you get and roaches and mice and shit. Like, where do these come from? Well, motherfuckers don't want to clean. That's what's going to happen. You're going to get insects. If you got animals, you don't take care of the animals. You're going to get fleas and ticks and shit. All it takes is you bring a one motherfucker that got one or had an egg or something. Or they come in from outside. Like, every house isn't, you know, sealed all the way from the from the foundation to the, to the roof. You know what I mean? Things, critters get in. So, that being said... If you don't get on top of certain things, then what's going to happen is going to be hard to get rid of them. So anyway, you got these people that want this traditional household or this traditional lifestyle, but they don't want to have bring, you know, do their part of the bargain. You can't sit up there and say you want a submissive wife, girlfriend, dad, dad was going to stay home with the kids and, and do the Susie homemaker thing, which is totally fine if you want to cook and clean. and Because that's a full-time job in itself, to be honest. Now, let's just keep it mean, right? Unless you got a maid service, it is a full-time job. That being said, which I, I recommend, by the way, maid services are the shit. You will, trust me, you will thank me later. That being said, you can't um want one, but you're not doing the other. I'm sorry, as a woman, I'm now you can have a hybrid of that. You're a little traditional, I'm a little traditional, but we're both a little modern, that's fine. But you can't sit up there and be like, I can't say, oh, I want a man to be provider, protector, you know, he got to bring home all the money, he got to make a certain amount to do this, this, that, because obviously if I'm not going to be working, he's going to have to make a certain amount to support two people, heaven forbid if we have any children together, which in my case won't be much longer. So with that being said, if I want a traditional household, I'm going to have to be a traditional wife. I can't sit up there and say, I want this man to provide and do all this other stuff. And then he come home, the fuck, you ain't cook shit? What you been doing all fucking day? You know what I mean? Like, no, that ain't going to work. So the problem is, is that there's this cognitive dissonance. Like we have, um, we want this, but we don't do the thing. We They don't align with, with, with the shit we're doing. Like, you're 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 talking all this talk, but you're not walking it. And how this plays into the whole Christian keys and the assault survivors, I'll get to in a second, hopefully. <laughs> the problem is, is that with all these things that are happening, you know, with people saying what they want to do and what they going to, who they are, and all this other stuff. I'm this, I'm that, and blah 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 blah. It doesn't align with what you're doing, bro. You can't sit up there and say I'm a fitness professional and you're not being a fit person, okay? I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Not saying that you don't know how. Like, I, you can study all the books. You can know everything about a human anatomy and biology. And, of course, tell me some things or teach me some things. But at the end of the day, because, yeah, you got to obviously take tests. Like, I had to take a very grueling test to get certified to be an instructor. So there were some things that I had to know about basic human biology in order to know how the fucking human body works in order to train said body. So, yeah, you can know some things. But at the end of the day, unless you're walking the walk, 
people are not really going to hear what you got to say. Now, I'm not the smallest person in the room, obviously. I'm not or, or I'm not the smallest trainer out there, but I'm not nowhere. I the the people will look and see the results of how I used to look versus how I look now and how I feel and how things are and they'll be like, "Okay, well maybe she do know what she's talking about cuz she don't look like that no more." So it's like, all right, get on this journey with me. I'm on this journey. Not only am I doing the work and 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 getting better myself, but I'm also learning. And you can get on this journey with me. And of course, along the way, there are going to be some things and some ideals that change. Biology, things change all the time about the science. Of, I'm not saying like humans change or whatever, but a lot of things change, like psychology and all those other things, like things we knew about the fitness industry 20 or 30 years ago. You know, Now, we did not know 20 or 30 years ago. Now, that being said, again, if I'm not living an active, fit, healthy lifestyle, you ain't going to hire me to, do, to be training you. Like, yeah, I can count your reps for you, but what the fuck else am I going to do? Like, that's not motivating to you. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be this muscle-bound, fit person. Like, people want someone that's ideal. I tell people, look, I work and I hustle. I got a kid. I'm a single mom. There are a lot of things that I do in my life, so you can find a time. Here's how I help you find time to do X, Y, and Z because humans are meant to move. And yada, yada, yada. So I always tell them, okay, if you want a relatable trainer rather or a nutritionist or someone to help guide you on this health journey, I'm going to help you through that because not only do I know what the fuck I'm talking about, this is a lived experience that I have with you. I know what it's like to juggle a whole bunch of things and barely have the time to find in my schedule to work out or to make a decent, healthy, whole food meal. So that being said, I am going to help you on this journey. Okay, and again, like I said, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And you can see the results that I've yielded as a result. I may not be a size 10, but I ain't a size fucking 24 anymore. So that being said, yeah, it is what it is. Now, back to this. Oh, <sighs> it is really, 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 really a mess that... A lot of men out here that I've known personally for years, when when they go and they tell me these things about their trauma and their childhood, and people be telling me, this is before, long before I started doing the Single Chronicles. I don't know why people be wanting to share this shit with me, but I guess I have that listening ear, you know, I understand and I can, you know, empathize or whatever, and I've been there, but regardless of such... You look at it, and then you look at their, their, uh, how they are now in life. You know what I mean? Why they make the choices that they make? Why they say the things that they say? Why they do the same things that they do? Most people, and this is not a jab at anybody that is in this lifestyle, be it sexually promiscuous or love knows no bounds or just sexually free uninhibited and you know what I mean whatever and I don't knock that if that's what makes you happy fine so be it just be safe don't be passing shit around here that part I don't give a fuck because people be out here doing all types of people and they don't be safe like bro what is you doing baby girl what is you doing nobody wants whatever you got crawling and oozing down below I'm sorry so if you're going to be out here in these streets 
don't be passing shit to people, okay? We got enough. We're already passing energy demons and energy vampires and whatever else. And we don't need your physical juju that we got to go get pills and antibiotics for or, or prayer or Dr. Sebi because some of the shit ain't cured with no antibiotics. The point is, is that if you're about that poly life or you are about that, you know, swinger lifestyle or whatever you want to call it, um, that's fine. Do you. But... It begs to ask the question, what psychological trauma, childhood trauma, or traumas have you experienced in your life where you find it hard to be monogamous? And I'm not saying that monogamy is is good, the end all be all, because some people don't want to be with nobody. The point is, is that what was it in your life that occurred that at some point you found it necessary to 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 put up this 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 is not even a boundary this blockade this this border around your heart that you don't want to connect with anyone emotionally because it takes anybody could fuck anybody two girls two guys a girl and a guy anybody can do it it's not doesn't really take any and, and men always have this assumption that women have to be emotionally attached to the person they have sex with no we don't no we don't it's just that a lot of times we tend to have sex with more so with the person we're emotionally tied with, or we don't talk about the ones we ain't emotionally tied with. So when women who do talk about it, you know, we're pegged as whores. So it's not that women can't have emotionally detached sex. It's just that when we do it, we get judged for it. So with that being said, it makes me wonder what traumas did are these people evading or having experienced at some point in their life that have led them to feel that it's okay to just dick around or hoe around whatever you want to call it and not be attached or be afraid to do that emotional connection because like I said like I was about to say anybody can do those things it's easy it's really really easy to just do the you know the horizontal mumbo jumbo coitus <laughs> it's easy to do that it's really easy it really is let's just keep it a being the prop, whether you go and pay for it or not, the problem is it's hard to get an emotional connection to another person. It varies. Now, girlfriends, we can have me and girlfriends can hang out or the fellas, you know, go down to the barbershop or the basketball court. It's easy to have a camaraderie with these, you know, and have emotional connections with people you're not going to have sex with. But what about the ones that you do? I know plenty of people that don't. And when you ask questions that that force them to open up even just a little bit, they kind of evade it and be like, oh, we they take it back to the sex. And it's not to say that they they don't like you, you know, they don't like you as a person or they feel something wrong with you. It's just that they don't want that emotional connection because they are afraid that once that emotional connection happens then you have this power and control over them. Instead of doing the first thing, first thing I always say is make sure the person you do want to have a connection with is compatible with you. See, we you take away the, the, the chemistry of it. Like we jump into the chemistry. Oh, I want to see what you look like and blah, 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 blah. And I want to feel you and I want to see, like, we we jump off in the DM on a conversation. We, it all jumps to sex real quick. There's no emotional connection whatsoever. And there's no talk about emotional connection. That's why usually when I get those types of people in my DM, I might, I may or may not play the game, 
But nine times out of ten, I'm like, you know, I've been down this road before and it always ends the same. It ends up. We just send a bunch of pictures to one another. We sext each sexting, as they call it. We know we probably hooked up at some point or we plan to hook up regardless if they live close to me or not. It starts off hot and heavy and then it fizzles out because we don't have we haven't took either. We haven't taken the time to figure out if we're compatible with one another or we haven't um, we, we, we don't want to. You know what I mean? Or we just get burnt out. Like, you get bored. And I think because of me, I teach twerk classes. I write stories sometimes that have erotic fiction. You know, I scroll on fucking social media. I watch horror movies. There's a lot of sexual content out there. After a while, I was just like, mm, okay. So with that being said, it's like we're always, always, always exposed to sexual stimuli. And, like, we're always trying to, you know, like, this world is just sexually stimulating all the fucking time and then don't let somebody certain some may be ovulating because then it's like whoa but the point is is that it's always and there's nothing wrong with being attracted to someone i'm not saying that you can't but you got to turn it off but what i'm saying is that we're sexually driven all the time for no fucking reason have to there's nothing wrong with being freaky and wanting to have sex and being you know sexually open or whatever or free but it's a question you have to ask, well, why? Why is it that all, that's all you want, like, all the time? We we talk about people having food disorders. We talk about people having eating disorders or people having any other, you know, they might be addicted to drugs. They might be addicted to smoking. They might be addicted to alcohol. What are you running from? When, you, when, when people have an addiction to something, they always say, well, you must be running for something. But when you tell people you... Well, you don't even admit that you're addicted to sex, but you are low-key addicted to sex. Next thing you know, it's like, well, well, it's natural. Yeah, sex is natural. That's how we procreate. But it's there. you're not doing it for that. You're doing it for the sheer, sheer fact of uh, having sex. And you're not even doing it for the pleasure of your partner. You're doing it for you because you, you want to get off. And now we got all these people just sexually charged all the time. And it's like, oh, my God, like, really? Can we talk about something else? After a while, I get tired and I just like... Like, we got so many things that's constantly all the time. Sometimes I got to keep scrolling. I, I got to, because, you, you know, the the, 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 the stupid-ass algorithm, once you see or like or interact with at least two posts from somebody, that's all you want to see on the social media. Like, yo, I follow, like, 4,000 other people on Instagram. Can you show me somebody the fuck else, please? I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> but going back to this, and then we talk about... You know, the, 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 the cognitive dissonance, that's where I was going on it with that. We talk about, uh, the fact that you got these people that will take, you know what I mean? Like we, we, we have, I think women have higher levels of it, but. We repeat the psychological abuse that we experience at a young age, later on in our adult lives, regardless of how we have an opinion of it. Yeah, we may not, and I'm I'm guilty of this. I'm not even going to sit up here and lie and fraud you. I may sit up here and say what I do and do not like as a person that's single or would potentially be ready to date and this, this, that, and the third. But I my actions ain't lining up with how... I feel or want to feel, and then I end up on that same merry-go-round of not healing. Yeah, you go through the 
through the shadow work and you start doing what you got to do to, you know what I mean, get away from what it is <clears throat> that you were experiencing, that trauma. But then you turn around somehow, some way, you end up back on it. And then you got to ask yourself, well, how did I get back here? Like, I was doing so good. How did I gain all this weight? And I had lost it. I was doing so good. Sometimes we will get exposed to someone that will break down all the work that we did. And sometimes that person is us. You know what I mean? We will basically be so alert to the quote unquote signs of what the trauma is that we were supposedly healing from or who's a narcissist or who's this or who's that. But we'll still gravitate right towards it. And we create a trauma bond as a result. And we constantly, even though we're in that recovery process, even though, and it's, this isn't like drugs, this isn't like weaning yourself off of heroin or shit, certain foods. This is a person who we've emotionally and mentally connected ourselves to. And now, not only, and even if we do get away from the trauma of the abusive person, we gravitate to somebody that's just like it, or or we relay that behavior onto others. It's like the saying goes, hurt people, hurt people. So going back to this, with these people responding to Christian Keys and and Cassie and Puffy and all these other people, whoever, the either the assault survivors or the assault the, the, the assaulters or whatever, it makes me wonder. What happened in your life? And then nine times out of ten, they fucking trolls. But what happened in your life that will cause you to be so irritated and triggered by the fact that someone said something or they came forth? Why are you mad that Christian Keys didn't say who it was? He said that this is a billionaire. And it ain't like he ain't got a job and he ain't got money and he hasn't managed the money that he's made so that even if... He never works again. He can't make any. The point is, it could ruin his career then. Or you can't just go blurting out X, Y, and Z, did this, this, that, and the third. It has repercussions. And I'm sure he has someone, a publicist or a lawyer, who is coaching him through this. Of course, people are going to try to guess and speculate. But the point is, is that we got, he got somebody that's obviously telling him, shh, don't say that. You always got somebody you know what I mean, The someone that's going to spin the story for you or help you guide you through the whole situation. Spin doctors, ain't that what they call them? You know what I mean? That's what they do. So that being said, it's not, he's not doing it for, he might, like I said, he might got to get in front of him, might got to get off his chest, I don't know. But in this particular case, with these people, it makes me think and wonder why why is the breaking of this trauma or at least the, the identification of this trauma triggering to you? Like, you know what I mean? Why? And what is it your perception? You know what I mean? Like, what are, what, what, what's your perception of what he went through versus what you went through? And why is it that you feel... Because he says something, you got to feel some type of way that he didn't say who it was. 
You know what I mean? Why is that? That's all I want to know. Because a lot of people will get out here in these streets and will sit up here and say what type of woman they want and what type of man they want. Meanwhile, you haven't healed. I know I'm still healing. And, of course, there's going to be some things that, over the course of time, is going to take up probably my entire fucking life. And I'm not going to wait forever for everything to be. So at some point, you know, I'm just gonna be like, F it. These, this is what you, this is part of the package, okay? I got all these great qualities, but I also got these shitty ones too. And I'm going to just keep it a bean. But that being said, when I realized I, st- I kept gravitating towards certain traits or certain people, that was when I realized I wasn't ready. It had shit to do with the fact that I had an itch I wanted scratched or, or you know what I mean? It was it was how I was gravitating these people. It was like, wow, this person really likes me. No, they fucking don't. They saw you twer- post a twerk video and they figured, all right, you know what? Maybe she'll send me some more than that. You know what I mean? So, well, I, and I get those all the time. I don't respond to most of them. 99% of them I don't respond to. Some of them I might because I'm like, yo, there's one person I know. Oh, God. He probably listening right now. <laughs> I have no intent on sending him shit, fucking him, or any of that stuff. But bro, post the perfect memes and videos, and that's 90%. That's like half the content I put, you know, my filler content, you know, funny memes and videos and stuff like that. I can't lose that. I mean, he blocked me, then what am I going to do? I got to go find the content. Like, don't get me wrong. It ain't like it's content he all made. But now I got to go out of my way. You know how busy I be? I used to have someone that used to help me find content at one point when, when I was getting paid, like, a lot more, like, before I got demonetized. Man, listen, I ain't got time to be finding content no more like that. It was like, yo, like, why go get why go get the cow or why buy the milk and you got the cow giving you the Whatever the fuck it's saying was, man, I'm not trying to go buy the milk. You know, I got the cow right here just giving it to me. He's just providing. This is gold, comedy gold, some of it. And I'm like, yeah, I try not to steal all this stuff because then you, you get wind of it. And then you be like, yo, damn, you just going to steal stuff off my page. Damn, it's like that. And I can't get a picture. So, I, you know, I got a couple people that fit in this category, by the way. Some of them is in, like, similar categories of what I do for a living. And, they, you know, I'm like, yeah, I got, oh, that's good stuff. That's good quality stuff. I'm going to tell my clients that. I can't. <laughs> I wanted to get blocked. <laughs> I get blocked. Like, damn it. I lost my source. Because sometimes I'll be remembering stuff, and then I'm like, damn. You know what? Why don't I tell my students that? It's not that I can't do what I do, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sometimes I'll be forgetting. I'll be like, yo, damn. Because I'll be doing so much other stuff. Sometimes this is a shortcut. It's like cliff notes. Trying to lose my cliff notes. Anyway, that's all I really wanted to talk about. We're going to come back to this topic again in detail because this is, we just, we just scratched the surface. Like, you know how they say you got so many layers of skin? We barely scraped the surface. We ain't even get to where the the veins and stuff is at. So I'm going to leave it right here. And, um... I got a short, brief thing to say for the uh, writer's reflection, so stick around. I won't be long, I promise, because we already went over the 30-minute mark, so yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in, guys, to today's episode. Today, I'm kind of having a time title in this but we talked about um 
I guess, hijacking perception and cognitive dissonance, a lot of terms that you hear in therapy and in the field and why so many people live the do not live the lie that they sold themselves you know we'll say we'll shame and 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 have so much to say about a person and their actions and what they do regardless if it's something bad or if it's something good or if it's a defense or whatever but we are yet yet to 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 look inward and do the work it's easier it's easier to project it's basically projecting and it's a it's more of a coping mechanism because what we're doing we're forcing instead of facing something that we're not comfortable talking with talking about or something we're you know basically being triggered and it contradicts what we believe and how we might feel, the next thing to do is to attack someone for that. And there's a lot of people that are manipulative, that say a lot of manipulative shit out here to get their point across, but they just don't walk the walk. They don't, they talk it and they project it. And it's really, really sad, you know, because it's it, there's it's like levels to cognitive dissonance and I and this is me like trying to remember back to my psychology courses but you know what I mean when we're faced with this disconfirmation or this we're, we're we're faced with something that basically challenges our belief system you know you have one or two things that you can do you can comply to it and say, all right, well, let me at least try to hear this out, figure it out. Or we do the opposite, which is we fight it, you know, we project or whatever the case might be. That's that's that choice. Now, like I said, we're confronted with something that challenges our belief. And then we have that choice. Do we want to excuse me, justify the things that we've been doing? all along that confirm our beliefs even if our beliefs have been challenged or do we comply to some extent with what it is we've been challenged with i noticed this a lot with people who are far religious will come to some kind of i remember when someone challenged my faith and my faith isn't my faith because of the things that I do, the holidays that I uphold or the beliefs or the prayers that I say, it's my connection with a higher power. And when I realized that, that's what got me closer to God. That was what helped me out personally. And um, it wasn't the word that was in the book or in the Torah or in the scrolls or whatever. It was my connection with God. It was him trying to get to me if that was the case or it could just be energy the universe whatever you want to call it and some people get hung up on the scripture or whatever they get hung up in the um the in, in the devil's in the details as they say so they get hung up on that little stuff but they don't rarely ever get caught up they don't get connected to the message behind all of that 
oh, you're not supposed to do X, Y, and Z. Well, your same book says you're not supposed to do X, Y, and Z, yet you're doing X, Y, and Z. Oh, da, 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 da. So, that being said, you can justify your your thing or you can say, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I need to dig deeper or maybe I need to figure out why I don't want to dig deeper or whatever the case might be. So, the point is, is that there's usually, there's like four conditions of it, but that's that's basically my take on it. And you know what I mean? It's it's really, it's sad that people would rather, you know what I mean, attack someone else's trauma healing experience than to actually deal with their own. But that's the that's the world we live in <laughs> and unfortunately you got them and then you got trolls that just want to cause wreak havoc just because it's social media and they have nothing else better to do or they want to disagree with something they don't understand and that's fine too you know what it's free country what i learned is that every action don't need a reaction and every everything that someone says doesn't need a response i don't have to respond to everything that someone says because they don't understand what I said and they don't have to respond to me if I see a post somebody posted something it was in regards to the conflict going on in the Middle East and I wanted to say something but I said you know what it's not going to change how they feel number one number two it's just going to be a back and forth with us not reading what we're saying to one another and us picking the things that we read around to be angry about not even worth it so it is what it is anyway guys we will sometime come back to this again in the future i want to thank you so much for tuning in to the single chronicles i hope to see well i hope to talk to you next week (laughs) now that all my editing software has been corrected I hope to get more content out to you. I will say that the Single Chronicles will be taking another hiatus. Very short. We'll come back in 2024, continuing the uh, season. But that being said, uh, we're going to take a mini break. We took a break before between Christmas and New Year's, but don't worry, we'll be back. And that is that. So take care, guys. I love you. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Happy holidays, happy new year, happy whatever you celebrate. And uh, I'll talk to you then. Be awesome, be you, but above all else, love yourself. I am sad and so dumb.